0: Hello, and welcome to episode number eight of Hiding Under the Desk. Today is another solo episode from me, and I have to say, I'm really enjoying these solo episodes. They give me a chance to talk about a topic related to confidence and creativity, and it's something I think some time ago I planned to record as either an IGTV or a YouTube video. But a podcast is better, easier for me, as I don't have to worry about my hair sticking up in all directions or whether I still have chocolate smeared on my face from the pano chocolat I ate earlier that day. I'm enjoying just exploring certain topics but in a kind of rambly way and i i kind of prefer it when i don't pre-plan it too much so if i think oh i've got to do a podcast today about procrastination then i get a little bit i don't know for want of a better expression stressed out because i think oh what can i say about procrastination even though it's a topic i can talk at length about but i just get all tense about it but then if I leave the topics to just kind of unfurl and show themselves to me in the days before I start recording then I feel it's more natural and it's a topic that's appearing in a natural stage in my writing or creative or midlife process or situation and I often find in the Confident Creative Club, the membership club that I run, that when I'm feeling a particular way that others within the club are feeling the same way at the same time, it's bizarre. It really is bizarre, but it's also quite comforting. And that's why I enjoy talking about it on the podcast, because you can bet if I'm feeling like this, and if people in the Confident Creative Club are feeling like this, then there is a possibility that you're feeling the same way too. But speaking of topics and letting them gradually unfill themselves to me, sometimes I do struggle with what to talk about. Sometimes my head is so full, it's difficult to pull one strand out from the jumble that's kind of scribbling around inside my head. And I think I'm saying scribbling because I'm imagining a cartoon character that's got a cloud above her head and it's a scribble and that is often something that I feel. I think they do it to kind of denote anger but for me it's overwhelm when I have too many ideas. But then there are other times when my head feels empty, vacant and I just can't think of anything to talk about at all and that Pretty much sums up the last couple of weeks because I had planned to record this podcast in advance, you know, getting ahead, Helen, and stop leaving everything to the last minute. But once more, I'm recording this on the Wednesday when the podcast is due to go out. And the idea only came to me last night. It was after a refilling of the creative well afternoon yesterday i went out to the cinema or the pictures i call it the pictures or the flicks to my children and they just look at me like i'm talking absolute twaddle it's the cinema mum it's the cinema anyway i went to see mrs harris went to paris yesterday which was a beautiful film I'd recently read and finished the book the day before, or maybe a a couple of days before, and I really enjoyed the film. There was a lot of me saying, ah, but this isn't like the book. This is different, and this character doesn't appear in the book, and this didn't happen here, and, you know, there were lots of differences, but I think I enjoyed it better than the book, and I don't often say that. I found the film easier to follow. There were a couple of slow moments where I kind of drifted off a little bit but in the book I struggled with the working class London accent that the author had used and I found I was trying to say it inside my head the way she would have talked and I was distracting myself and trying too hard to get it right. And so I found myself skipping sentences or a paragraph because I was tripping myself up, I think, within the book. But the film was a lot more seamless. There were bits that kind of stood out to me that, you know, made me feel a bit awkward, like the whole saviour thing at one point that came in, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characters it was a wonderful afternoon just me and my mate in the pictures in the cinema and we were there sharing a large bag of popcorn and it was just rather beautiful and then i came home and put the fire on and pulled out the two books that I'm reading at the moment one of them is The Way of the Fearless Writer by Beth Kempton which I'll come back to in a moment and the other one is the book that Claire from my very first podcast she recommended this to me and it's called My Name is Lucy Barton by Elizabeth Strout now Elizabeth is a well-known writer, and she's been longlisted and I think shortlisted this time for the Booker Prize. I'm trying to read more books like hers, more books that um, are classics or modern-day classics, and I'm thinking of doing a video on YouTube about this at some point, but i am really enjoying elizabeth strout's book my name is lucy barton it's a fairly short book it's just one that is making me think is making me kind of study the words and the sentences and what's not being said by the characters and i think that's very very clever so anyway i've gone off on a tangent somewhat here but that was me refilling my well. I watched a film at the cinema. I read some nonfiction and I also read some fiction. And I texted Claire while I was reading it as well, which I kind of enjoyed, you know, it's, it's like being in a book club. That is what I did and I felt rather good afterwards. So, you know, getting to my point, and I do have a point here, honest, so last night i went to bed and pulled out my writing journal which i try and take everywhere with me i even took it to the cinema yesterday but i felt a bit daft pulling it out and recording something that one of the characters had said in it in the film but anyway i'm going i'm going backwards so i went to bed last night and i knelt by my bed as though in prayer pulled out my notebook and started scribbling away very quickly. And I think I was writing fast because at the moment I'm absorbing so much from books, from conversations, from videos on YouTube that I've been watching and I'm having lots of ideas. So I feel like I'm inside my head, I'm jumping up and down, trying to snatch all the ideas that are floating around me and, and make sense of them and this can be quite exhausting. Um, It's fun, it's interesting, and I far prefer it to having nothing in my head at all, but it can be creatively and mentally a little bit tiring. So, as I pulled out my notebook, there I was, kneeling by the side of my bed, I was writing things down so I don't forget them, meaning I can come back to them at a later date, and by then, my thoughts have grown They've evolved and made connections with other thoughts, which makes it bigger and more thoughtful of a thought than I'd originally intended. So last night, I I just started scribbling because I'd managed to connect some thoughts together. For a long time, I've wondered what my brand was or what it is. This has been going on for a number of years. And you might be thinking, why does that matter? You are a writer. What does it matter about your brand? And I agree. But I'm also a, I run my business. I have a mentoring business as well and under that umbrella i have my club my mentoring my substack newsletter and even my youtube channel that all comes under the umbrella of my business as well as my writing of course my writing how can i forget my writing eventually when i have written my books published my books whether that's traditionally published or um independently published they will also fall under my writing and mentoring business umbrella. And yeah, I'm thinking, well, what is my brand? How do I differentiate myself? How do I stand out? And I think I was thinking this because my husband talked about some time ago whether I did some adverts on Instagram, and I and I was kind of thinking, Well, yeah, that is a possibility. But how do I brand myself in order to attract an audience or the right people to come to me? And I've long said this is going to be a long podcast. I do apologise. It's like all these thoughts are unravelling as I, I wrote the script for this, but also... As I'm talking now, I'm not sticking to my script. So just bear with me because I think it will all come together at the end. But I've long thought for a while that, you know, don't write for an audience. Don't create for an audience. Write or create for yourself to save yourself or to understand yourself or to get that joy you get when writing and discovering. And so I've always thought audience is secondary. You have to write what is true for you and not worry about an audience. However, at the same time, there is that business slash marketing side of me. And I used to be in marketing before I left my career to be a mother and then to become a writer. There is a part of me that also wants to kind of understand Who I am and who I'm talking to and how I would brand myself when it comes to talking about what I do online in order to attract the right audience. But also, it helps me make sense of what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. And maybe I also find it helps me justify what I'm doing. And it's this kind of thinking that helped me, just over a couple of years ago, identify what my purpose was. And this happened during the lockdown. I've spoken about this before. I've written about this on my Substack. How, during the first English lockdown, I figured out what my purpose was what my business was going to be and that was to help women like myself with their lack of confidence and with their fears when it comes to writing and creativity and there is a direct line from that to the launch and creation of the Confident Creative Club, my membership club. And this was a big step for me. I gained that purpose and with that came focus, motivation, productivity, and confidence. And I envisaged that my Substack newsletter would be an extension of the membership club. But for a while, I've been feeling quite insecure about my Substack. I... So in the last couple of months, I'm going off script again, if, you, um, can't, can't, if you're not quite getting what I'm saying, but I'm going off script because in the last couple of months, I've not been feeling it with the writing that I've been doing on Substack. And the reason behind that is I think I was doubting myself. I was doubting what I was doing and I didn't feel I knew what the point was behind my Substack. So I follow Substack the business on Twitter and the owner of Substack as well, or the the person that invented it. And I can't remember his name now, but he and Substack retweet lots of different Substackers, if that's the right word. And there are a huge amount of topics that are covered by these writers. So, for example, there are lots who write about the economy, a lot who write about finance, a lot who write about politics, Um, for example, where they... Maybe they summarise news items and things like that. Opinions are given, figures are produced, and there are diff- different takes and, you know, pros and cons of things like that. Now, that is quite, I'm not saying it's a straightforward topic, but it's quite quite straightforward in under to understand what that topic is all about. And also within the Confident Creative Club, I have a number of members who are food writers who have substacks. So there is Sinu and Kim and Kate, for example, who write about food and have created a substack. Quite straightforward. Everybody knows what food, cooking, that sort of thing is because we all do it, or at least we all eat every day. Whereas my substack felt a little bit like me 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 a little bit narcissistic and i know i'm probably giving myself a really hard time here but that is how it felt to me i just felt i was writing about my life or the difficulties i've had with my writing and my confidence and my creativity And that sort of thing. So for a month or maybe two months, maybe it happened over the summer. And I did have a bit of a tough time over the summer, as, again, I've written about on Substack. And it meant that I wasn't feeling the passion for the writing. I was doubting myself and what I was doing. And I knew it was because I was struggling to define what I was doing. You know, I wasn't doing, God forbid, a Substack about politics or I wasn't doing a substack. I'm not even doing a substack about writing per se. It's more about mindset, I think, but then it's more about a specific mindset, maybe to do with midlife. Uh, I don't know. There's lots of different elements to it. What was it that my substack was all about? And I just had this need to quantify it. Now, as I was writing that, In my notebook for a kind of loose script because I've gone off tangent um, quite a lot as I'm recording this. But I, I, I literally wrote, God, that's a thought. And I wrote, I had a desire to name the niche I was in. And I loathe the word niche and I loathe how creatives try to squeeze themselves into one and end up feeling despondent about themselves because they are unable to squeeze themselves into a niche because they want to write about lots of different things. Yet here I was trying to name the niche. or. Oh that i was in i i think i i much prefer the word focus what am i focusing on rather than the word niche because i do think the word niche has been hijacked a lot and talked about a lot and i i i mean i could go off on another tangent here and talk about how i think if you try and define your work by a niche as writers or creatives it can really hinder you but that's not to say it will but that's how i found it and when i wrote about it in the blog post many years ago now i that was the blog post that gained the most traction for me because i had so many people agreeing with me, and I I think that kind of comes to my conclusion now, so I'll see if I can remember that and come back to it, the fact that lots of people agreed with me when I wrote about niches. There I was last night, sitting on the settee, and I was reading Beth's book, The Way of the Fearless Writer, and I've got it in my hand now, and I pulled out my pink highlighter pen and kind of went mad with it in terms of highlighting certain words, sentences, phrases that she'd used, and then scribbling all over the page, adding my own thoughts to it. Beth, in her book, told a story about a woman at her talk in Colorado. And if you have the hardback of Beth's book, this is on page 140 of her book, and it's in the section about sharing your writing. And Beth has written: When the talk was over, a woman in the front row put her hand up. She was sobbing, and it took a while for her to find her words. It turned out that she'd had an equally strange experience that she hadn't been able to speak about until now. By sharing my words, I had helped her find a way to share. Hers. Now this had such a big impact on me. In fact, there I mean I'm going to do a video about Beth's book, um, but there are a couple of really big things that I've taken away from her book so far, and I've not quite finished it. And one of those is this about sharing, about sharing your words in the hope that you can help others. And Beth went on to write, by sharing my words, I had helped her find a way to share hers. And that's when I got my pink pen and put, by sharing my words, I hope to inspire other women to share theirs. And that has been, after all, what I've been all about with, I don't know, starting with that blog post about the fact that I dislike niches especially as a writer i mean niches can be great if you're in the kind of influencer field or content creation field and you're looking for advertisers and and things like that that's great but for writers who maybe at the beginning of their journey, and they're not quite sure where they're going yet with their writing, what they're going to write about, even the the platform they're going to use in order to share their writing, then I think niches can be quite stifling and overwhelming, but also make you feel dried up for want of a, a better description. terms of, of what you want to write about and that's exactly how I felt with the word niche but I've also been sharing my words that is what I did with my Patreon essays when I was kind of unpicking my mindset and working out why I was procrastinating with my writing why I was scared what is it that made me do something with excitement and then suddenly put the brakes on and start unpicking it all that's what I did with my essays. And I had so many comments saying, you've helped me with my writing because of what you've written here. So of course, that's what my Substack is all about. It's about sharing my experiences in the hope that it gives them a voice to people like you who may also be battling with imposter syndrome or comparison or procrastination, all those words that are banded about in the writing world, but what do they actually look like in reality? And I think what I'm doing is peeling back the curtain and saying this is what a writing life looks like for somebody who's not very confident for somebody who didn't know what she wanted to do with her words, for somebody who didn't even know she was a writer for a long time, For somebody who likes to explore the online world and take advantage of all the different options there are, all the different platforms there are. And I know there are other people out there like me who who want to do these things. But like I say, they're held back by fear and they're procrastinating. And then they start beating themselves up for procrastinating, not realizing the reason why they are procrastinating is because they're a bit scared and being scared is not something to beat yourself up about it's something to feel compassionate about and to gently coax yourself to start taking tiny steps out of your comfort zone and to to work towards your creative ambitions so that's what i'm all about and i know it's taken me nearly half an hour although i will be cutting out lots of this so it probably won't be that long um in order to come to that realization that I am simply sharing my words about the create about my creative world and hoping that it it helps one or two other people and it reminded me of a podcast I listened to quite a while now, and I know I made a note about this in my writing journal, and that's why it kind of stands out in my head. But it was Sasha Black. And Sasha has the Rebel Author podcast. But I think it was on the the podcast that she did with another writer. And I think his name was Daniel or Dan. And they were talking about things. And she had this realisation that she didn't have to be an expert. Or didn't have to proclaim to be an expert on something. Because... That's where the imposter syndrome comes in. If you say you're an expert on writing, or if you try and put yourself across as an expert on writing, for the unconfident creative, you're thinking, but why am I an expert on writing? What have I done? Maybe I've only published a few books. Maybe when I compare myself to Charles Dickens or Elizabeth Strout or Beth Kempton, I'm nowhere near as good as them. So how can I proclaim to be an expert and the simple answer is well you don't proclaim to be an expert you're simply sharing your experiences and I'm thinking about somebody who messaged me on YouTube and said she'd love to create a YouTube channel about her writing and she's actually been published but you know she feels like an imposter putting herself across as this expert and the simple answer is just share your experiences you don't need to put yourself across as an expert so with the words of those two writers both beth and sasha ringing in my ears my substack and what i'm doing with it has now kind of clicked into place i don't need to be a writing expert or even a mindset expert or a creative expert I'm simply sharing my experiences as I navigate the creative online world, as I look into being traditionally published, look into being independently published and publishing my own writing on my own blog or as a kind of workbook, as I do courses, as I do all these different things that cover my writing and creative and mentoring business simply sharing my experiences. What has worked, what hasn't? What do I get scared about? What do I feel like an imposter doing? All those different things in the hope that it inspires somebody else to share their words or even to create their own business. As Mel said today, in our Confident Creative Club writing session, my podcast, this podcast, makes her feel like she's less of an idiot. (laughs) I couldn't say that without laughing. But if that's how my words makes somebody else feel, then my work is worth it. And that, my lovely listeners, is exactly what I'm here for. Helping you feel like less of an idiot as you navigate this wonderful but scary creative and online world.